Hello everyone, my name is Dwayne, a content creator, part of Team Max Maxwell, and welcome to this week's episode of the Max Maxwell Podcast with special guest Steve Trang. On today's episode, Steve and Max will discuss better business practices and ethics, sales strategies, and other real estate investment topics for your engagement. Stay tuned, and thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Max Maxwell, and welcome back to a podcast. I know it's been a while since I did a podcast, obviously covid as everybody really staying at home and I haven't been able to bring guests into my studio. So I said, you know what, let's bring it back. Let's let's start doing some podcasts with people virtually. And as soon as COVID is gone, we'll bring him back inside the studio. So today with me, um, a guy that probably doesn't need any introduction, coming out of Phoenix, Arizona, Steve Trang. Steve, how you been, brother? Man, I've been amazing. Life has been good for us personally. How about you? Uh, it's, it's been going good. You know, believe it or not, we've 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 shut our office down for a little while. Everybody knows. And then we came back and we've, we've got safety measures in place. But the last time I seen you or not seen you, but the last time we've had been able to have a conversation back and forth other than like the online mastermind group we're in mm-hmm. is is uh, it was the closers Olympics. Yeah, that was um, fun. That was fun. And you know what? I'll be honest with you and don't take this the wrong way. I was surprised on how good you were on the phone um <laughs> not not in a not in a oh i thought you were bad but i yeah. like the way because i took i actually took the vi- some of the videos from the closer olympics and i didn't show it to my sales team and i said you see how you handle objections you see how you diffuse a person so tell me i know you i know you do a lot of sales training and stuff as far as yeah. like leave a lot of sales tell us kind of your method when you're on the phone for people that haven't seen they need to go see that but tell us kind of like your strategy you know, for a lot of the stuff where the diffusing, diffusing, which is happening a lot, you need to because you're talking to people like everyone else is calling the same guy. One of the things to diffuse is just a lot of labeling. You know, Chris Voss talks about it and never split the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I teach it in, in, our, in our sales training is like, you remember, um, not when you were a kid maybe, but you know, you got like nieces and nephews or you see other friends with kids and like the two-year-old will fall down and mom will kiss the boo-boo and now everything's okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine, right? Labeling. Hey, Max, I bet you're upset. You got a lot of people calling you. I remember that when you did say something like that. I'm just kissing the boo-boo and everything's okay now. And that's yeah. all it is. It's just the grown-up <laughs> version <laughs> of kissing the boo-boo. <laughs> that's a good analogy. Um, you touched on something that that's pretty cool or something that you know I've been saying. I say now these days with all the software and the technology that has been introduced into wholesaling over just the last four years, mm-hmm. um, and really three, has changed the playing field and almost made it level to the guy that has an office, uh, you know, with with 50 people to the, the single entrepreneur in his basement trying to get it done. I think the playing field is level now. And you I, would you agree that you know, now it comes down to everybody has the same data, mm-hmm. everybody has the same phone numbers, and now it comes down to you need to sharpen your skills in order to yeah. get to that next level. Well, not only would I agree, I would say it's your fault. So <laughs> it's my fault, right? <laughs> right? Because you were the, one of the first guys to push skip tracing, you were one of the first guys to talk about RVMs, you know. Uh, so, yeah, the level field has been, the, the playing field has been labeled, and I think that's a great thing. I think that's an amazing thing, right? Because that's happened, you know, before, um, you know, the guys with the money could, could, could control everything. And now anybody Correct. can do this, right? Like 
you're competing against 18 year olds living with their moms, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's fantastic because the entrepreneurship opportunities today are way more prevalent because you know, guys like you, uh, that just other people, that opportunity wasn't there five years ago. So like, I remember when I was uh, competing against John Terry, you know, in Phoenix, 2012, 2013, I got deals, not because I was the best, not because I was even good. I got deals just because I I was number two, right? I'm Avis, Sean Terry's hurts, right? He's, he's the king. Yeah. I'm number two. Like, you know, if you didn't like him, great, go with me. And that's what works. Just naturally at that point in time, you're just going to get deals because Sean Terry and his crew couldn't handle everything. And you're just going to be there. You Maybe you make the phone call first. Yeah, right. I'll get the rest. But today with everyone's got, like you said, everyone's got that same list, same data, same skip tracing. It's so easy now. Do you remember yeah. what it was like to skip trace a thousand people four or five years ago? I couldn't. I couldn't skip trace four or five years ago. Exactly. Right? I wasn't in these masterminds. All I did was, man, if they clicked on my website and gave me their info, game is on. Yep. That was it. But there was a lot of waiting. A lot yep. of waiting. And it was very expensive back then. I remember when I started, even just four years ago, this coming September, um, I used to pay anywhere between 90 cents to $1.15 for the right information. Really? Yeah. I mean, you had if you had if you wanted premier level data. You were paying somewhere between 90 and $1.15 per name. So reality is you never skip traced 10,000, 100,000 no, It wouldn't make any financial sense. I, I started a debt collection company. Yep, you had to, <laughs> had to find, you had to find go arounds. Yeah, it's because as a broker or as a wholesaler, they're not gonna sell you that data, but you tell right. them either you had to be a private investigator or a debt collector. So I applied as a debt collector and I had to get audited. Like they sent like a third party. So I took one of my offices, I put a, <laughs> big placard on it yeah the same way i was introduced to tlo as a licensed bondsman i was uh yeah. money hunter. So that's awesome so that's how i knew about data prior to getting into wholesale and i knew what it was like you brought yeah. up an interesting point you talk about uh being a broker you're one of the few in this business that are actually a licensed broker and have your own shop mm -hmm. what is that like and what because you know people ask do i need to go get my license to be a wholesaler blah 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 you know the answer in most places the general answer is no do you need it no um, but you are one and you have a brokerage. Tell me a little bit about your brokerage. Yeah, so absolutely you do not need a license. I just think you're probably gonna will at some point in the next five, 10 years, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, we got our brokerage, we got a hundred some agents, um, all the wholesalers that are wholesaling, that are real in Phoenix are with their license with us. You know, we got Keegley, Brent Daniels, uh, the Batch guys, right? Like they're all with us. And the I kind of fell into it because, you know, I got into wholesaling on accident. Well, I started my brokerage. Um, I wasn't attending the wholesale, but man, wholesaling is a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more fulfilling. It's a lot more profitable. So <laughs> there's a lot of good reasons yeah. to wholesale versus doing the traditional thing. But yeah, I, I think that it's, it's good to have more options. So you got the creative financing options, which is great. I think another option is listing because you have how many people are you talk to says I want retail. Mm -hmm. Why not make money off those? Why not use that to just supplement your income? Don't even take the listing. Hand it off to a licensed realtor if you're licensed. Collect yep. 25%. That's going to pay for your marketing. Now you're way more profitable and you get, you know, I like to call it like Christmas money because you don't know when it's going to close. Exactly. And then a check shows up and it's great.
So you actually house a lot of a lot of wholesalers in your shop and you teach them ethics and the ethical way of doing business. Oh, my God. Ethics are so important to me. Um, if you are unethical, you're treating people poorly. I cannot be associated with you. You know, I haven't said this publicly. I severed an agent for saying ignorant stuff. You know, once like that whole George Floyd thing went down. Yeah. Like he was posting some stuff. It's like, hey, well, A, I appreciate that you're honest. But B, I can't believe that you believe that in 2020. Yeah, you got to go. <laughs> so I severed them. So like the ethics is, is really important. You got to you got to have a code. Um, and I'm not saying you can't buy a house deep, right? I'm not saying that because you're a solutions provider. Correct. But you can't lie to them and say your house is worth 150, one is worth 220. You can't and you can't manipulate them, right? Because yeah. looking at you as some of the expert, just present them with all the options they have. And yeah. then if you're the best option, then they're going to go with you. Right. And if you're licensed, you can't actually give the best options, right? Mm -hmm. Here's more money. Here's a cash offer. Which do you prefer? You know, you know, before, because, you know, I, I was a licensed broker and I had my own brokerage at 21. Really? I think a lot of people missed that. Yeah. So when I got the military, the first thing I, I did. you were licensed. Yeah. I had my own brokerage and Infinity wow. Property Management and Investment. Um, but, you know, one thing that I noticed as I got into wholesaling, maybe a couple of years ago, I realized that wholesaling has been around for a long time. And I'll tell you why. is because when I used to see agents say, I will sell your house or buy it for cash. And I was like, how is that possible? You know, as an agent, I would see people do that. Right. And now I understand what what they meant by buy it cash. That means they're going to give you they're going to buy it cash at a discounted price and be able to pass that to somebody else. That's and how I fell into wholesaling. There you go. So and then yeah. I see marketing now. It's a common thing where there's a there's a big firm. I forget he was with the Remax or something like that. I see the billboards all the time. And he even pushes that. And he has a whole wholesaling brokerage. Do you now let me ask you a question as an entrepreneur? I'm just curious. Do you see that uh, new brokerages and future brokerages going that way? Oh, I see it a lot. I mean, KW partnered up with Offerpad. Mm -hmm. uh, EXP's got a cash offer option. I can't remember what they call it, but everyone's offering that because you'd be stupid to ignore what's out there, right? Yeah. The great thing is a lot of these guys, a lot of the brokerages are offering it. They're going after different people than you and I are going after. Correct. Right? We're going after like someone that's got distress, someone that needs to sell whatever. They're going after someone who has a move-in ready home and presenting a cash offer. For most of those people, the cash offer is a waste of time it's just there to like, here, look, I didn't come empty handed. Correct. But when you and I, when you and I go, like, here's a cash offer. Here's what we can do. It's like, that's not enough. It's like, okay, well, we can list it. But the cash offer makes sense for the people that you and I talk to. Correct. The cash offer doesn't make sense if you're talking to Keller Williams Remax. So let me ask your broker side of the brain. Yeah. And, and your entrepreneur side of the brain. Where do you see agents playing a role in real estate in 10 years? I think they're going to be gone. Um, I've said this two years ago that I think we only have five good years left. And I still believe in three. We have three good years left. Yeah. Um, I think that we're going to be a luxury, kind of like a travel agent, because travel agents still exist for for people with money. Correct. But everyone else goes to kayak or, or, or orbits, right? Yep. So I think you're going to have like attorneys review documents and that's it. Because I mean, what the values that agents provide is really knowledge. And that knowledge is becoming less and less appreciated. I think valuable. Uh, mm -hmm. I see it a lot. Like, you know, buyers get frustrated because they work with a crappy agent and they don't know it's a crappy agent until it's too late, right? 
when yeah. the loan is getting denied or taking too long, or you didn't ask for the plumbing to get, or the sewer line to get inspected in the right city. Because in Phoenix, in the historic home, you have to inspect the, city, the sewer line every time. Mm -hmm. But you deal with a new agent, they don't know about that. Yep. You move in and four months later, hey, if the plumbing doesn't work, what happened? So I think the agents are important, but I think the perceived value is, is pretty much going away. Yeah, and I, I was on, I was listening to SiriusXM or something like that, and I listened to some commercial, and basically the gist of him saying is, you know, now these days people are all on the internet. Everybody's mm -hmm. on the internet, internet. And now your realtor comes to you and wants to sell your house. You, you want to charge them 6%, and they're just going to list it on the MLS when that was a viable option back then. Why are they not marketing to blank online and went on so it's it's the writing is on the wall for sure you know what i think happened I, i've been saying this for a while as well just like you yeah and i was saying that zillow before they got greedy and wanted to be competitors with OfferPad and all these other guys that that they were they were basically having realtors or agents pay them money mm -hmm. to find out to do research and development essentially to yeah, to all their R&D yeah, to, to essentially eliminate them uh, from the ecosystem of real estate mm -hmm. and with the, you know, the 1% listing, 2% listing or whatever that stuff is. And then I think they kind of pivoted when they was like, oh, no, let's get Zillow cash offers. And then they yeah. maybe are kind of pivoting back and saying, well, you know what, that was that's OK. <laughs> but I don't really, that's that's my theory as an entrepreneur. Oh, sick, for sure. I mean, we knew we were funding our competition. And you can say it all you want, but if you're one, if you're like 5% of the people saying it, it doesn't mean squat. You need like everyone on board. Yeah. And everyone wants the easy money, which I understand because we got to eat, right? Yeah. So, but if, every, if you have 95% of the population, like, yeah, we're funding the competition, but we have to. What else are we going to do? Well, yeah. this is what happens. Could you imagine 10 years ago as an agent that you created your own website, you did all the SEO stuff now, and, you, and, and now you're, you, you're sitting golden if you did that. Because that was you're me. That, that's why go. i hate zillow exactly so you, you know i tell that to all my you know there's these i can go into this a lot but it's marketing and people have got to understand don't pay for these services yeah. that you know that you don't own because you're never going to own that ip you're never going to own that position that they hold on google and uh you just you you, they, you become a slave to what they can give you um kind of back to where we we're talking about sharpening your skills um you obviously did real well in the closer Olympics. I was surprised. Um, just, just you know, really just because I feel like I know I'm, I'm pretty damn good on the phone. I am. I, I, I could tell by your by your commentary. Yeah. Some people don't know how to jab, when to laugh, when to play, when to be serious, when to give, when to take, when to admit defeat, when to overpower the person. Those are all the things that come in when you're when you're on the phone and you're doing negotiation. Yeah. What has helped you? get to the point where you are now where you have a successful brokerage you're successful in the guru land of phoenix yeah. you're you're out there what has helped you get to this point you know it's just ongoing personal development and i know you believe in the same thing right mm -hmm. i'm trying to get better every single day and you know part of it is that i'll never be good enough like i always want to get better you know i, I i'm satisfied but i'm never content right good, good analogy right and so for me i'm always wanting to get better and i'm always looking for that next edge because, you know, um, one of the expressions I love is that only the paranoid survive. And so uh, it's just like, you. what was it? No fear t-shirts, right? Like bottom of the ninth, whatever. Like there's yeah. always someone out practicing, trying to beat me. Every day. Every day. 
And so if I'm not working on me, trying to be the best version of me, then I'm gonna be obsolete. Someone's gonna pass me, I'm gonna be irrelevant and I can't have that. And I've always seen you talk about, yeah, I spend a lot of time with some of the best sales trainers in the world. Mm -hmm. And you religiously go to these things and you hit it over and over and over again. Yeah. Tell us about why that's important as like you just talked about, why is it important to keep investing, developing yourself? Because I have a responsibility to everyone that's put their faith in me, right? I've got over 108, over 100 agents, I think around 120, right? Over 120 agents in my brokerage, right? We're trying to get to at least 1% market share. We're like 0.78%. Like one in every 130 homes sold in Phoenix sold by my brokerage, right? Wow. So I have a responsibility to them. I have a responsibility to my family. I got my business partner, Max Jimenez, responsibility for, responsible for him and his family. Mm -hmm. You know, I got my acquisition guys. I got all these people that rely on me. And I think I'm doing a disservice if I'm taking it easy, right? Like they put their faith in me. I can't take it easy. I can't take my foot off the gas. And yeah. once I do, they're going to pass me. And that's just reality. Yep. And it could be that 18 year old kid that's in his basement that you're talking about that has the same yep. stream we have, that has the same data we have, whatever it is. Man, that's that's definitely interesting. And I want people listening to be able to understand that when we say invest in yourself, you got to spend a lot of time. And I think that there's obviously quotes going around on Instagram, but the best investment you can make is into yourself. 100%. There's no better ROI. It's, it's, it's 10X, it's 20, it's 100X, whatever you want it to be, it could be that X. And that's why it's important. Um, you've recently um, started doing, well, not recently, but you, you, you have something now you're putting out that's talking about, you know, you're helping people get to that next level because yeah. you've seen it, right? All of us are on a level field. What are you going to do to separate yourself? Um, so talk about, talk about what you've created to help people get to that level. Sure. Well, first, it all started at We Live 19. So thank you again for putting me on that platform. Absolutely. Um, and so like I took basically what I've learned and I just kind of put it into like an hour PowerPoint, you know, mm -hmm. and the feedback I got that from that was so overwhelming. I was really surprised, like, OK, I'm really on to something Like people really need this. So uh, I've been doing it quietly, you know, not not promoting really, really lousy self promoter. Uh, <laughs> but the the feedback I've gotten from the people that have gone through has been overwhelming. You know, like we got a, uh, we got one guy who just started working with us and he's got, I think he's put four in escrow and like the month and a half we worked together. He's got 60,000 coming in. And this is someone that his, like he had done a deal with his parents and it was a flip that went wrong, like bad wrong, right? And he owes him over 300,000, you know? And so like for him, like it was really important to pay him back and like as fast as possible, a year and a half was the plan. And we're on our way there. And so um, the reason why I think this is so valuable is, again, you said like the, 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 the playing field has been leveled. You've got to sound different. And the only way to sound different really is to sound different. And that's what we use, what we focus on. A lot of it is just, it's so counterintuitive. Like the stuff that we say, even when I first heard it from my coach, you know, I still remember like in training, he's like the way he'll open some conversations, like, hey, Max, we have a problem. And he's just quiet. <laughs> and you're like, well, what's the problem? Let's fix this. Uh, so the first few times I heard him say this, like I could never say that to anybody. Yeah. And now I say it all the time. And, so. and, and, and particularly, let's talk about that particular opening statement. What does that do? How, how does what does that do to the person you're saying that to? Well, they're like, well, what's going on? It's um, it, it's terrible. So, you know, we don't do a lot of price reductions. I think we've done two, right, ever. But if it's a really bad report and things are really bad, 
we're gonna ask for a price reduction. We're gonna cancel, you know? So that we have a problem. Somebody say, hey, Max, I just wanna let you know, we did the inspection, the contractor came back. Uh, you know, we're gonna need a $10,000 price reduction. Your initial response is like, you investors are all the same. My daughter told me you were gonna do this. And now you're gonna try to beat me up and take advantage of me, right? That's the response, which is understandable. Yeah. But if I say, hey, Max, um, you know, we did that inspection and I gotta tell you, we have a problem. And you're like, uh, like now you're ready for like the worst yep. case. Oh, what is going on? I said, you know, and we call this an emotional anger, right? And we say, well, you know, we did, we, we, we got the, the bid back and it's a lot more than we thought, than we anticipated way more. So we're going to have to cancel. Now what's Max want to do? Max is like, no, don't cancel. Like I need this money. Like, what do we have to do to keep this together? Mm -hmm. And now I'll tell you, like, I don't know if you want to do, I, I feel embarrassed to even ask you for what you need. Like, look, I want to get this done. What do we need? He's like, you know, I don't know if you can, if we can drop a $10,000, I think maybe we can keep this together. And now you're like, okay, let's do it. But it's the same concept. Either way, I was asking for a $10,000 price reduction. Yep. But your mood is completely different. Correct. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And it's, and it's, people just need to understand how you phrase the question, how you go, you don't have to go direct line to the point A to B. Yeah. It's okay to jump around just to get the same outcome because it's about how you approach the person it's about how you make them feel it's not oh i need a ten thousand dollar reduction hey i we're gonna have to cancel the contract because it's just worse than we thought it was mm -hmm. yeah and the guy's like oh well what what are we gonna you know what can we do right and, and now we're working together because we're not on the other side of the table we're on the same side of the table and that's that's the imagery everyone should have when they're working with somebody like let's work yeah. together yeah that's beautiful. Um, I've I've dived into your uh, course there a little bit and what you put together, and from what I've seen, I'm impressed. And you. obviously, you know, coming I, from you because you've seen a lot of stuff. I appreciate. Yeah, I just don't bring in anybody on. So I was, you know, when when closer Olympics happened, I was like, you know what, he's he's not that you weren't legit. I was like, he has something to offer. Yeah, he needs to be able to go out there, and I think it's good to see different fighting styles from different people. Right. Yeah. I think it's um, I think it's not you don't have, you know, you have R.J. Bates has this real good shotgun blast type of personality and it works, yeah, though. It works for it him works. For, for, for actual cash buyer. It works great. It works for him. And, um, you know, you have a, a, a very intelligent play and move and I have a different way of approaching situations. So it's always good to bring people on that can show different um, strategies, but still come with the same outcome which is yeah. which is to get what you want out of the property and then leave both you and the customer and the client happy and walking away with the, the best possible solution for both people well absolutely wow. and i think one of the reasons why i like you know style i have like i mean so some of the people know right i used to be an engineer i was a terrible salesperson and you know we all sell how we want to be sold mm -hmm. so if you, i would walk in and i would say max here are the comps you know a b and c your house is worth 200 i could pay you 150 what do you want to do like that's kind of my style because if someone were to come to my house that's what i would want yeah right i'm a, I'm, a, I'm an analytical and a driver you know but man that doesn't work <laughs> so um so this the style we use is really catered for someone that uh is not naturally good at sales because you got people that are charismatic and sales is easy, right? And if sales is easy, then maybe this isn't for you. But if you're not good at sales, then this is something that we can give you a, a tool, like, you know, or, or, or a tool belt where you can use, apply all these uh, together to increase your, 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 your sales. Because like the biggest thing for us is now when we don't get a sale, we can say where it went wrong. 
Correct. We can identify it specifically. Oh, you didn't establish the rules. You didn't tell him he wasn't allowed to say it, think about it. Yeah. Or you didn't go deep enough in the pain. You put yourself and your ego in the way of them and their pain and their solutions, right? Or you didn't ask to close the right way. You went too hard. You, were, you sounded like a car salesman. Yep. So now we can figure out where it went wrong and now we can fix it. So for someone that's more analytical or is not naturally a salesperson, we can give them a system to sound uh, like a professional without sounding salesy. And that's the big key. We don't yeah. ever want to sound salesy. And that's and that's interesting because the reality is 90% of salespeople or 90% of people suck at sales. Oh, and, for sure. But they think they're great. Yeah. And then the other 10% that, that, that think they're good don't close enough deals. They don't even know how many deals they're missing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's right. where sales trainers and you'd be surprised. People don't invest in yourself when it comes to sales. People think, oh, I naturally got the gift of gab. I know how to talk to people. Which is a, for me, is a red flag. You tell me you're a good talker. It's like, well, this guy's a terrible salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be able to mix that with a lot of things. You got to be emotionally intelligent. You got to know. You got to read people. You got to know, yeah. like I said, you got to know when to jab. You got to know when to be soft. It's a lot of things that go in there. And those algorithms are current, are always running as a proper salesperson. Well, I like what you said earlier. You got to know when to admit the feet. I like that mm-hmm. one because mm-hmm. there are people that are waste a lot of time. And one of our things is trying to end the appointment unless you tell me you want to keep this going. Yeah. Uh, the knowledge I've used before is kind of like a strip club. Like you got to tell me this has to keep going, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I've been there either. Me neither. <laughs> okay. uh, but the, the the part about admitting defeat and like leaving, because so many people are like trying to squeeze a deal out of somewhere that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the way I've tried to explain to some people is like, if you are wasting 15 minutes on a dead lead, like a tire kicker or a time waster, and if you're wasting 15 minutes twice an hour, then you wasted half an hour and you've cut your hourly income in half. Yep. Spread out the year, you've reduced your potential by half. Yeah, because you didn't know when to admit the feet. So I think that's a great point that you kind of you touched on, but I think it's underappreciated. And it's important. It's very important, man. Um, dude, I, I love this and I don't want you to give away all the sauce. I mean, I know you, st- you still do it on Facebook. You you have a Facebook group where you give away some yeah. of the sauce. And um, but I'm, I'm excited to hear some feedback from non salespeople going through this sales program to understand how to get what they want and how to right. be comfortable. I think the main thing is to get people comfortable, right? When you get somebody comfortable and knowledgeable about what they can and can't do in mm-hmm. the sales world and be able to be able to open your mind and listen to somebody else that is sales so you can see it through their lens, I think it's going to make uh, people beautiful. And here's the thing, even if you're just starting in, in wholesaling real estate, and you get this and you decide six months later that wholesaling is not for you, these same sales principles and same sales tactics can can go all across any sales, no matter whether you're selling boats, cars, homes, or yep. boat. It's gonna translate to all of those fields. And you know what's where it's helped the most, where it's really surprising? It's helped me as a father, mm. right? Because you can label the kids' emotions. You can have them bring the solutions out. Like you sound frustrated. Yeah. Tell me more about that. And they'll tell you. It's you know crazy. Many, you know how many people won't say that to a seller? Yeah. You sound kind of upset. Tell me, you know, tell me what's going on. Right. And they'll tell you. They will tell you. And yeah. then they'll give you the solution in that in, in the middle of you telling them. Exactly. Exactly. No, this is good, man. I, I want, you know, I'm going to probably get my team to watch more. I, I have them watch some of the Closer Olympics, but I'm going to get... 
I'm going to get them to watch your stuff as well, too, because I, I think it's good not only. And I even know that even as a good salesperson, I know that I'm not there's nobody that's the best, period. No. Right. Even no. the best hostage negotiators in the world have lost people. Yeah. Right? Nobody, nobody bats a thousand. Yeah. Nobody bats a thousand. So I'm going to get them to watch some of your stuff as well so they can mix and match some of the different principles and, and things that you and I have together and see how it goes. And and just from the Closer Olympics, I've used some of your uh, ways to handle objections and the way to go around it and the way to ask those bold questions that most people don't want to ask. And I think that's good. But I know your program is more than just telling people what to say. It's why you say it, the approach, the theory behind it and the whole yeah. nine and, and actually scenario based. So I think this is going to be great. Um, I think everybody should get on it. Where can people find you? I know you got your Facebook group. I know you're kind. You're you're active on Instagram, but you. I think your Facebook is probably you like that better or something. I like Facebook way better. Instagram, I'm there. Um, but man, it's just I don't know. I like maybe because I'm older, right? I'm 40, so maybe that's why I like Facebook more. Um, oh, just stop that! I don't hear that. <laughs> I feel old. I read a lot of bed sometimes. It's like, no, I feel old sometimes. Yeah, but I'm not <laughs> 35. Yeah. So. Yeah, Instagram, you know, at Steve.Trang is the best way, or they can always check out the podcast, you know, Real Estate Disruptors. And that's what was really fun. You know, I bought, people had no idea that I was in this business. So let me give you some credit real quick. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. So before I was doing podcasts was just screen side by side like this. And then I decided to build a studio, which I'm in now. And I have a couple podcast rooms. One of the podcast rooms is when I visited Steve in Arizona, went to his podcast and I looked at where he was at. I was like, this is a dope setup. And yeah. I remember even uh, even like uh, getting the number of the producer of the show, the guy that was behind the scenes running the thing. And I was like, I'm going to call you and I want to know exactly what what you have. So, you know, we got the. So if you look at the Steve, the room that Steve's in and my I'm in, that's where I got my inspiration from just to do that. And then everybody has came and visited my facility and started doing something similar. But yeah, man. So thanks to you is how I built out my uh, my podcast room. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we took a chance and it, it paid off. But man, could have been could have been totally wrong. No, man, it was it was it was awesome, man. It was good. Um, so tell us where I see you got the link down there below. Tell us about what they can expect when they go there. Yeah, so when you go there, you're gonna have the option to to purchase our course, right? It's it's not cheap, you know, it's it's it two shouldn't. grand. But I, I guarantee you that two grand, you'll make it back in less than a month. You know, just yeah. I mean five times that in a month, right? So uh, but you go there, you go to check it out, and then you'll get the, the link. It's teachable, and it's just 12 weeks. And not only is it, it we have a 12-week course, but I'm constantly updating, right? As I get better, and I record more content, I say, okay, this is better. You'll have lifetime access to the latest and greatest. Because I'm always, like like we said earlier, I'm always investing in myself, and that will never stop. Do you have any live calls in there as well? Recorded calls? Um, you know, we don't have any right now, but we're actually in the process. So we'll put those in there. Yeah. We're actually in the process of pulling out uh, some of the, the, the victories. But some of the other ones were like, man, I cannot believe you said that. I know I've trained you better than that. So we're going to put those in there, too, because our guys still make mistakes. Yeah. Right. So we're going to put those in there, too. I appreciate it, Steve. Um, this has been great. I'm definitely going to have you as soon as COVID lifts. Come see the studio. Come do one. And we'll oh, I can't uh, wait, man. I'll show the office and everything. And then um, we'll rock it out, man. Make sure you guys go to disruptors.com slash max. Get that. You won't be disappointed. Tell me how it is. Uh, when you get it and go through that 12-week program. And um, like always, man, I always bring solid people on that I know are real, that I know get this done. So Steve is no uh, exception. So Steve, appreciate you coming on, man. Any last? Yeah, thank you for having me. 
yeah uh, the last words i would say is just go out there man you control your destiny you 100%. control your destiny 100 make it happen for you there's no reason not to from engineer to having a broker trying to get 200 uh agents and and uh battling very fiercely out there in the, in the guru land of the phoenix and, you, <laughs> and, you, and you're holding your own man so guru capital of the world man <laughs> yeah congrats to all your success tell you so much hello be safe and i'll see you in person soon all right thank you very much absolutely that's it guys so that's the podcast i'll see you next time make sure you like subscribe if you're watching on youtube also give me a rating on wherever you listen to podcasts and i'll catch you next time peace <laughs>